0: Empire. Sometimes your teammates can be your savior.
1: So you can picture like taking a a video of Daniel, but capturing three dimensional data, then working with that on a computer building a protective device that molds to the scan. And once you print it out, we can work with a physical model and um, keep reducing material, adding material in different places, but optimize that model for Daniel's range of motion.
0: That's Kevin Gessman. He and Tib Scapek, founders of Protected, created a medical technology that custom-fit devices to help healing and range of motion. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Duke football might have a quarterback in the playoffs this week if Daniel Jones and the Giants beat Dallas and Washington loses their game against the Eagles. It's quite a win for the plucky ACC program considering the behemoths in their conference. Duke, of course, is also known for its brain over its brawn, and in the case of some former Blue Devil players, creations that may change every NFL locker room soon. Our guests this week are Kevin Guessman, the CEO, and Tim Scapek, the co-founder and CTO of Protected, which is spelled Protect 3D. They were a winner of the NFL's first and future competition a year ago. Here we are a year later in one of the strangest years to be in medical technology. Hi, guys. How are you?
1: Doing well, Bram. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Bram.
0: Uh, tell everybody a little bit about what Protected does.
1: Yeah, so Protected is uh, we're a 3D technology. We make protective devices custom to an athlete. So an athletic trainer, a sports medicine professional, submits a 3D scan of a player's anatomy, and we 3D model a anatomically precise protective device, and we 3D print and return these devices uh, to help athletes stay on the field return to the field following an injury.
0: What's the turnaround time on that?
1: So that's one of the most important things in this space, and we've, we've – uh, continue to improve and it is as little as 48 hours anywhere in the country and we're we're in Durham North Carolina we started this out of out of duke and we've turned the product around in under 24 hours
0: that's amazing um, can you tell me a little bit about your background and and how you got into this
1: yeah so we are a team of former duke football players and we're engineering students while we were athletes at, at duke university and started making these customized protective devices for our teammates actually on uh, on the football team, as well as other athletes at Duke. And as we got more and more inspired by the process, decided to start a company immediately after graduating.
0: That, that's that's amazing. Like, what was your experience in playing that led you to try to solve this problem?
1: Yeah, so we saw our teammates um, where the, the current solution. So to describe that a little bit, an athletic trainer would hand mold a piece of thermoplastic, which is basically like, heating up your mouthpiece and fitting it to your teeth. Um, but a sheet of plastic, try to mold that to, say, like somebody's shoulder or torso. And uh, the player's feedback this is bulky, uncomfortable, limits mobility in, in many cases. And we were always interested in 3D technology, being engineering students in the academic space, um, and, and got our our athletic trainers on, on the Duke team interested in 3D tech as well. Um, Unfortunately, the the first time we were able to utilize the technology was when our athletics trainers didn't have a a good solution to protect a collarbone injury, and that was our quarterback at the time, Daniel Jones, who went down with a collarbone fracture, um, had surgery the following day, and they asked us to try to use 3D technology to create a protective device that would act as a bridge over the collarbone with contact points. On the healthy muscular tissue above and below. And we're able to sort of do the first time going through this design process and iterate and 3D print allows rapid turnaround. So ended up testing around 15 uh, prototypes of this collarbone device and ultimately got it right for Daniel. He was able to return in just three weeks after this injury and uh, play healthy the rest of the year. And I think most of us know the rest of the story. Got drafted six overall and is now the starting quarterback. For the New York Giants.
0: Please tell me he's an investor in your company.
1: Working on that. Uh, <laughs> he's a really close, we, we get that question a lot.
2: He's a really close friend of ours. Yeah. He made teammate for a few years on the team, but uh, it's been great. It was great to be able to help him in the beginning in terms of helping a teammate and uh, to have the support. You know, he has our backs trying to build it into as big of a thing as it can be to help more athletes beyond just him.
0: Uh, uh, I'll pull the curtain up for a moment. I'm the voice of the Washington football team. So, you know, we're in a race with Daniel Jones right now, but I appreciate what you've done, uh, what you've done for him um, in the past. Um, So take me through that process. This is obviously quarterback of the team, really good quarterback. They're asking you to help them build something really quickly here. Can you kind of walk me through what happened there as you guys were trying to in real time, create this device for him?
1: Yeah, so as we look back on it today, it's uh, all in- innovations can really spur out of something that's really time constrained. So we knew we had we were working against the clock at about three weeks to figure out how to go from scan to computer model to 3D print, finding the right mechanical properties of the material that we would use. Uh, really, a lot of unanswered questions, um, but had the help of our engineering department and several professors and the medical staff as well. Um, so we're able to sort of a few together there um, starting with a 3d scan so you can picture like taking a, a video of Daniel but capturing three-dimensional data then working with that on the computer building a protective device that molds to the scan and once you print it out we can work with a physical model and um, keep reducing material adding material in different places but optimize that model for Daniel's range of motion so ultimately the final product allowed a quarterback to have full range of motion and for him to return um in half the time
0: so all right so this is happening you won this competition which i'll get to um in a moment what has happened since how many teams are you working with how many leagues are you working with
2: yeah so since that uh i I would say at the end of that semester a couple falls ago now we um got to speak with our athletic medicine staff here at duke and a they told us how great of a solution this was and that we should uh, really look into this as a business. And since then, we spent a lot of time over the about a year or so um, really thinking about what our business model could be and how we could scale this and bring it to athletes everywhere. Um, what, what went along with that was getting, you know, going through some of the due diligence of starting a company and making sure we were using cost-efficient solutions for capturing 3D scans, for 3D printing that wouldn't sacrifice any quality in the products we made. And I, I would say we've really successfully been able to do that. Now we're working with uh, around 15 teams across the country between college and NFL football teams to create and return these custom products to them. We're capturing 3D scans through an app for iPads that uh, we've developed in-house to be used by them to uh, capture the scans, and they just submit it like by pressing some buttons on an iPad, like to take a video. And then we can get to work very quickly uh, modeling a 3D model, work direct- still work directly with the athletic medicine professionals by showing them 3D rendering digital images of the models online before we print it out to make sure that the model looks perfect to them. And then we have really developed a streamlined process of quickly printing and delivering these products to these teams across the country.
0: So, so wait, and I think you kind of already touched on this, but when you were doing this, you didn't look at it as this is a business we're going to build. You just literally looked at it initially as I'm just going to help our teammates out because we think we can.
1: Yeah, I would say spot on there. We obviously had an awesome use case with Daniel, but we're inspired around the process that we had sort of figured out on our, on our own, I guess, to some extent, um, and then went through the same thing with several more athletes on the Duke team. Um, athletic, our athletic trainer said, hey, can you help us with uh, another use case, an AC joint pad for a running back? And so we, we helped another teammate there. And then the, the following spring, we made products for the Duke men's lacrosse team. Um, and sort of saw how it could work in a team setting of taking scans, turning around customized, specialized individual products. And at that point, we were um, sort of still inspired and passionate about the technology, where it might go. Um, Graduated that spring and uh, started the company.
0: So I would like to think I know the answer to this, but why are the products superior to what is already on the marketplace that teams are regularly using? Yeah, really, it,
2: it comes down to um, a couple of factors that we mentioned, but really, it, as Kevin described, what the alternatives have been for years, for decades, to be honest. Those hand-molded plastic solutions and generic off-the-shelf braces or splints, what 3D, print, what 3D printing enables People like us to do is print in, in incredibly high quality engineering medical grade materials, and print in incredibly precise models as well. So we model and do this uh, sort of fitting of these products to scanned anatomies down to you know fractions of a millimeter of precision, which you just can't get from hand molding something. And try, you you know you can reach a certain level of customization for a player uh, by doing that, but there are limits and that it's just human. And so this allows us, this process allows us to push past those limits. And again, great things we know, and I think this comes back to our background as athletes. We know the benefit of being an athlete with something that is that little bit better, that that, that's that much more customized for your range of motion that doesn't dig into your shoulder when you're running, that gives you the confidence you need to not worry about that or not have that thought in the back of your mind about that extra device you're wearing. And all those things come from the incredibly high quality uh, scanning, modeling, and, and printing options that this new age of technology enables.
0: Um, so as far as I understand it, you guys are responding to needs when something happens. Daniel Jones hurt his collarbone. You talked about an AC joint with another player. Are you all looking at new pads entirely from a preventative point of view?
1: Yes, we would, we would uh, separate our, our product now in, in terms of injury response or prevention. Um, and some of the examples of like prevention are just blimps for like the hand, thumb uh, in the football setting or on the like the lacrosse team with the forearm pads that athletes like in between their gloves and uh, elbow pads there.
0: What about for football shoulder pads, thigh pads, hip pads? Do, do you see a need to change those?
2: There's definitely, I think some of the problems that we've described with these Uh, you know, the niche solutions like hand-molded thermoplastic, some of those problems are consistent still within larger things like shoulder pads. So I think short answer, yes, there's always room for improvement there. And I think we see that from, uh, you know, tangibly from our perspective, we're really trying to focus on we've made products for pretty much the 10 or so most common injuries applications within football, which is of course where we started trying to build this into a business. And We're we're cognizant of the future, and I think we we all buy into the vision that this new age of manufacturing, which really is what it is, I think one day will allow people everywhere to have custom shoulder pads and custom products that they're wearing, just because they should, and they can, and everyone deserves that type of confidence. Yeah. Um, So yes, we're very cognizant of that, but we're starting, starting
0: with things that, that are right in front of us. You know, like what's like what also the future, this is interesting. We had a conversation recently with a helmet manufacturer that are working on what they hope are new helmets, specifically for practice to try to avoid head injury and concussion. And one of the things that they got pushback about was the look of it because it did not look like the traditional football helmet. I wonder if you all have even thought ahead to – Okay, maybe we can design this stuff, but it better be designed in a way that is appealing. Otherwise, we're going to get pushback on design.
1: Right? Yeah, it's uh, definitely a concern that we're looking into. And again, coming at this from a player's perspective, we're we're um, designing these to uh, keep players interested, and sometimes get pushback from the medical medical professionals that that don't mind. Um, that definitely keep protection as the first and foremost concern. We try to offer. Uh, Things. We say our our products are optimized for three things: protection, mobility, and comfort. And those things uh, allow an athlete to compete without limits. And that's uh, sort of our our main goal there uh, right now. Actually, a lot of a lot of our um, products that are made for injury response are either worn under shoulder pads or with tape over top. So, trying to figure out a way to maybe get our get our brand showing like the Nike swooshes everywhere.
0: Um uh before we let you go, uh, I had mentioned the first and future competition which you guys won um a year ago. Um and the new companies can apply to be in it till towards the end of this month, right before Christmas. Um take me through your experience with that and, and what that meant for you.
2: Yeah, we uh we were we learned about the competition through some uh faculty members that we were, were close with at Duke in their in the Duke Innovation and Entrepreneurship Department who had uh, received some information from the University of Miami, where it was hosted last spring. And when we heard about this grant for innovations in athlete health and player safety run through the NFL, we figured that was the perfect fit for us to apply for. And there were, and since in our application, there were around 200 companies or so that started off. And ultimately, we got invited to pitch as a finalist um, down for Super Bowl weekend last uh, spring. And I mean, it was really just a fantastic week the, the work that the NFL and, and the University of Miami did to prepare everyone and give us an opportunity to showcase the technologies that we're all working on was really fantastic. Uh, again, as you mentioned, we ended up walking away with a, with a win, which kind of felt like game day for us. And it was, I think, an especially nice experience. We ended up getting a couple of tickets to the Super Bowl, um, which was pretty cool as big football fans, all three of us, and uh, a, a check to help us. Uh, keep building this into what we know it can be. So it's re- really, really it's a pivotal
0: experience for us. It's a really cool story. Kevin Gaspett and Tim Skopik are the CEO and CTO and co founders of Protected, spelled Protect3D. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Sam, thanks for having us. Thank
0: you. On the next Future Sport podcast, In the new year, we begin our three-part series on the future of youth sports after 2020 shut down an outlet of commerce and social connectivity for kids everywhere.
2: In addition to kind of the the pause and the kind of ebbs and flows based on government regulation, I think the the macro trends that I see is that what was true of youth sports before is even more true now. And one of the places that's probably most magnified is Whatever inequities that existed in the system are just magnified. And that's true both of healthcare, it's true of education, but it's true in the youth sports sector as well.
0: That's Jeremy Goldberg, president of League Apps, who will be part of a panel discussing the state of youth sports as we head into the 2021 athletic seasons. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The future sport podcast is brought to you by three advance developers of sports tech apps that are AI powered and UX focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out three advance. They're incredible. Go to three advance.com. That's the number three advance.com.